Yeah. It's a big game. Who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the O-line soon as the QB say hype. <laughs> it's big game, game, big game, game, game. Analysis from the player's point of view. Injuries, big trades, player news. Yeah. Sect the competition and he played with Tony Dungy. Better listen, I'm talking about Big Game Sports Buzz. Said everything you need and more. Yeah. Big Game Sports Buzz. I thought I told you once before. We call him Big Game James. Yeah. Big Game James. Big Game James. What we call Big Game James. Word. Big Game Sports Buzz. Said everything you need and more. So tune in. Tune in. Welcome to Big Game Sports Buzz. It's your boy, Big Game James, and we are here to kick off season number two. This is actually my second episode. I dropped one this summer, but with the pandemic and everything crazy going on, I had to take a little bit of a break. But guess what, y'all? It is time to get back in the swing of things because the NFL season kicks off tomorrow, and I know everyone was scared that we were not going to have a season due to COVID-19 and the coronavirus, but the NFL will kick off tomorrow. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the NBA, the playoffs going on inside the bubble, and it looks like the NBA got things right. Let's go. Big Game Sports Buzz starts now. NBA basketball going on right now. The playoffs and, you know, last March when the season got shut down and everything sports-wise was kind of bleak, y'all. We didn't know where we were going with sports. Um, I honestly did not think that the NBA would finish its season or if it would be able to. Um, they put a plan together. They got everyone down in Orlando at Disney. They quarantined. They tested every day. Um, if guys were infected, they got them isolated, treated. Um, you know, I must admit that things have worked out good for the NBA and them being in their bubble and being able to deliver basketball. Now, I'm not going to lie. It was a little strange. The very first game that I watched, um, you know, they had digital fans. They had crowd noises. They have a DJ in there. Um, but the more, you know, that the playing games went, uh, went by and then the uh, first round of the playoffs went by, I really started to get used to it to where you're able to watch and enjoy a game almost like, you know, there's no difference. Um, they're doing a good job of, you know, simulating and making you forget that there's no fans there in a sense. Um, the one thing about it that I really like is it takes away home court advantage. Um, well, I don't know if I should say I like it, but, you know, that's one big difference in the game. The home court advantage is now gone. It's like these guys are on the road back in the day, like uh, one of the guys said, that they're playing an AAU game in Florida. And so it, it has really given a lot of teams an advantage. I mean, like you look, the Miami Heat is uh, rolling right now. 
they just eliminated uh, the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Um, you know, hate that Giannis had to get hurt and really couldn't finish this series, but the Miami Heat had their number, and I think that's a team that no one really wants to play right now. I like the way that the Boston Celtics have been playing. I really thought that the Celtics would take care of business and that it wouldn't have to go this many games. They're trying to wrap things up tonight, but I am going to be done doing this podcast before that game is over. So I hope that the Boston Celtics can take care of business. Um, the Lakers and Rockets, even with bad play last night, the Lakers hung on to win that game. And even, you know, the Nuggets and the Clippers, it's just like you don't know what's going to happen. I know that to me that Clippers and Utah, I mean not Clippers, excuse me, that Nuggets series against the Utah Jazz was one for the ages. And I really like how things are going. Um, some people have been scrutinizing what's going on inside the uh, NBA bubble because they really have taken um, time out to put a focus and an emphasis on Black Lives Matter. And there's been a lot of critics saying that, you know, they're done with the NBA and they don't agree with what these guys are doing. But I think in today's age where there's been so much divisiveness and I just think that this country is really being divided by, you know, different parties and different agendas to where it takes a voice like NBA stars to step up and take a stand. Um, some people say it has no place on the basketball court, but at the same time, these young men are intelligent young men. They are not just athletes out there for human entertainment. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I think that's what some people want sometimes. They want athletes to just shut up and play a sport and play, you know, I heard, you know, someone before, just shut up and dribble. No one wants to hear about where you stand. Um, that guy deserves to get shot seven times in the back. Um, and guys are sick of it. And it's not just because the person who has gotten into it with law enforcement or been killed by police has the same skin color as them. That's part of it. But a lot of it is these same racial profiles and stereotypes as a former black athlete. I fit those stereotypes sometimes until I may have gotten pulled over and I've been let out of tickets before because that officer knew my name from being on a professional football team. I was thankful to get out of the ticket, but it doesn't make it right to where there was really no purpose for me ever being stopped. Um, anyway, that's a little bit more what I'm going to get into in the 100 report today, but the NBA in the bubble players taking a, uh, a stance for justice, but not just that a pretty good brand of basketball is going on. And I know that my whole household and family are really excited and happy that the NBA is back going. I'm really interested to see. Um, I know almost everyone in my house is pulling for the Lake Show to pull things off. I still think they're going to have to play a little bit better against the Rockets. Um, you know, they have size advantage. They really need to figure out how to take advantage of it. But anyway, the NBA is back in action. Playoffs underway. Continue to tune in and support the NBA. It's time to talk a little bit about some football. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm going to talk about NFL, but, you know, I did spend um, some time this past weekend watching college football, and it was still good to watch um, college football, even though um, I think the NCAA should have done a better job of helping 
conferences make decisions on who should or shouldn't play or how they're going to play. Um, you know, you still have some teams that are having some COVID cases spike and it's messing up their start time and some games are being delayed. But, you know, nevertheless, college football is back and so is the NFL. Um, I must say, to me, this has been like the weirdest training camp that I've ever seen. And I guess it's to be expected because we are going through different times right now and going through the pandemic. Uh, teams couldn't even go away to training camp like a lot of them usually do. They had to have it at their facilities. Um, some people stay in hotels. You know, they did test. The NFL did come up with some different ideas and ways to get players uh, tested um, several times as they need to be. But it just seems like everything has been real closed lip, tight-knit, not a lot going on. You see some coverage on ESPN and things going on, but it's not the same old training camp. And then there are no preseason games because I'm I'm a guy that loves preseason football. And it's a selfish reason, but it's, it's my reason. I like preseason football because it gives me a chance to see some guys that are going to battle to make a roster. And I know a lot of people only care about their starters and – you know, who their team already has penciled in, and they really don't care about, you know, that that Cinderella story that's fighting to make the team that's going to have that battle in training camp. And realistically, you know, you get guys that the preseason can make or break their NFL career. So we get a lot of guys this year that we never heard about, and we don't know if they really had that legit chance in camp going against their own teammates that they may have had uh, in that inner squad practice and also that preseason game. And then, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, the preseason needs to be totally cut out and they were happy for it. And, you know, my rookie year, I made the team because of the preseason. So that's one reason I love it. And then later on in my career, I was like, yeah, let's 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 shut this thing down. But um, as a fan, I still do like watching preseason football. But um, nevertheless, we are getting ready to see um, football kicking off tomorrow, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. I'm hoping for a good game. Um, I know it's going to be weird because I'm not sure about what the fan capacity is for tomorrow's game. I know different stadiums and different states have to do abide by different laws and rules and what they can and can't do. Some at 25%, some at 50%, and some saying they're not going to do fans um, at all. I know as a player, the fans help the game go. You can really feed off the fans' energy. Now, this is a job. You do have a job to do. You have to go out on the field. You have to take care of your business. You have to make things happen. You have to perform. We all know that. But to what extent? You know, early on, I said that football shouldn't be played, that it wasn't worth risking lives. And at lower levels, I kind of understand that. But when you get to, um, you know, professional sports, those guys have a choice. And, you know, you had, what I think, over 65, almost 70 players in the NFL that did decide to opt out and not play this season, you know, due to COVID-19 and health concerns, whether it be them or their families. And, you know, I totally, totally respect that and get that and I'm not sure what this game is going to look like. I know I saw a college football game the other day where there was pretty much no one in the stands. It seemed really funny. You can tell the electronic whistle being blown by the referees. It didn't sound the same. Um, the game didn't look quite you know, the same because one team said they came out a little rusty because they were so concerned and 
in their camp about keeping kids safe, and they had to quarantine some players during that time, and it it showed. So I don't know what this NFL game was going to look like, what training camp looked like. Um, you know, the NFL was already getting to a point where they were, you know, they scaled things back. There's not as much contact, not as many full padded practices in camp as it used to be, and sometimes you don't know what to expect or what's going to happen in that situation. But you know, they they made things happen and and just the fact that they're going to be able to come out here and play a game uh, I think is miraculous. It's it's a miracle to me. I'm hoping though that guys continue to do things safely, um limit their uh social gatherings and outings and you know, I just pray that people stay safe, you know, stadium workers, coaches, players, trainers, everything. Um it's so many people that's affected so many different ways when it comes down to the NFL and, you know, stadiums and what it takes to put on a game on Sundays or Thursdays or or whenever, you know, a game is on Monday night. It takes a lot going into those. And so to sit back and see how many people have been affected because if you don't have as many people coming to the game and it's not going to be capacity, you don't need as many event staff workers. Well, that's people out of work. That's people that, you know, they've come accustomed to not just working these events. They are like a part of the team. That team's like family to them. They're like, you know, they get a chance to see those guys on those game days. And it's just got a lot of different people that it affects in a lot of different ways. Um, You know, I'm praying that things can get back to normal sooner than later. You know, I pray that the season goes off without a hitch and, Guys can go out and play, and I don't want anyone to get sick because I don't want it to end up not just being selfish and saying shutting down the NFL or shutting down college football either for that matter. I just want guys to be able to do what they love and to do it safely. Anyway, that being said, some news going on around the league right now. Um, I walked in the house today just to hear that Jalen Ramsey, defensive back, for the Los Angeles Rams, just got a payday. He signed a five-year, $105 million extension, making him the highest DB ever in NFL history. And then also in concerning news, Von Miller, the defensive end for the Denver Broncos, got hurt today tore a tendon uh, in his ankle, and it looks like he's going to need surgery and be out for the entire season. You know, these are things that you, you, you hate to see and you hate to hear, especially like someone like Von Miller. He got COVID-19 this offseason. He was out protesting and taking a stand and, you know, really wanted to do good things on the field, football-wise, which he always does. And, you know, just also um, being a voice for, you know, racial inequality and systemic racism and all everything else. You know, Von Miller's a stand-up guy, and he does a lot of great things for his community, um, his teammates, and he's just a leader and inspiration, and he, he got hurt today. Um, so my heart goes out to him, and I pray that he's going to be all right in the long run. Um, but, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, you know, I thought when he first got traded to the Rams from Jacksonville that that deal was going to get done, and then when he didn't get an extension when it first happened – I was thinking the Rams may not, you know, want Ramsey as their guy, but it looks like they did. They got things ironed out, worked out, and, 
you know, now you got to put your money, your, your mouth where the money is, or however that goes. Jalen Ramsey is a good, great defensive back. He makes great plays. Um, he has the potential of being, I think, one of the best corners to ever play if he continues to work to get better. So, you know, he said a lot. He came to training camp a couple of years ago in Jacksonville in a Brinks truck saying it was, you know, he was going to break the bank. He didn't do it in Jacksonville, but he did do it in L.A. So, um, big shout out to him and what's going on there. And now it's time for my NFL games of the week. I think I have no choice but to make the Texans at the Chiefs my first game of the week because it kicks off the NFL season. The returning Super Bowl champ Kansas City Chiefs will go out to take on the Houston Texans and quarterback Deshaun Watson, who just got a payday. He had a nice extension. Deshaun Watson, that interview was really humble and, and thanked a lot of people. Um, still going to be hard for me to, to see who Watson's going to throw the ball to with Hopkins being gone. I like the Chiefs in that one by 10. Game two for me, I got to go with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. These are supposed to be the two top dogs in the division. The Atlanta Falcons may have something to say about that, but I'm going to say it. The two best teams, I think, in the division now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by NFL GOAT Tom Brady going on to take on Drew Brees and those Saints in NOLA. And you got to like the addition of Leonard Fournette for the Buccaneers. I think that all the hype, you know, like we said last year with, with Cleveland or a couple of years ago, you know, you add a lot of pieces on paper. You don't win championships on paper. You win them on the field. And so now it's going to be put up or shut up time. We are going to see if the Buccaneers and this new roster can go and handle business. Wide receiver Mike Evans is battling a hamstring injury and is listed as questionable, I think he'll play, but how healthy is he? Is Grunk going to come back and be able to be the Grunk of old? It should be a real good showdown. I am going to roll with my bucks by one point in that game. Game three, the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so I've got to go ahead and talk about them boys. Um, I've been a big critic of the Dallas Cowboys um, in years past, and you know I think that they've got some decent pieces here to where they should be a better team. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb was a great pick at the wide receiver position. Um, I think he helps them. The defense lost some key pieces. I like when, when Quinn left, I thought Robert Quinn was one guy that they should try to keep and bring in, but they went and got Smith who hasn't played in a long time, but when Austin Smith, but when he was good um, in the league, he was damn good. He was one of the best ones to get after the quarterback, and they said that he uh, looks really good. But then if you have seen a lot of the Cowboys interviews, Mike McCarthy said everyone looked good. I don't think he said anyone had a bad camp. So according to him, everyone looked good all the time. That Dallas game is the Sunday night game. Um, we taught, you know, Aaron Donald, think the best defensive tackle in the game right now. Jalen Ramsey just got paid. He's going to come out, I think, and try to put um, 
those those talents on display as the Rams take on the Cowboys. I'm going to give the Rams a slight edge because they're the home team. I think the Rams upset the Cowboys, and I'll say upset because I think Dallas should be able to beat them, but I'm going to give the Rams the win by a field goal. And then my fourth game of the week is the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Yes, I said Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots, and Miami's not a very good football team. We know this. They made some moves. They're young. They will get better. Tua is not the starting quarterback, but Cam Newton has been named starter and captain for the New England Patriots. I am just really interested to see what Newton is going to look like in his Patriots debut, how he comes out and plays. Yet, I don't know if it would be a really, really fun game to watch. I think that the Patriots will handle the Dolphins, but I think that after all the injuries of the past, everyone is interested to see how Cam Newton and Belichick get along this season. So I'm going to go Patriots by 10-plus in this game, but more so wanted to see what Newton looks like and how he plays this season. Those are your big game games of the week. Thank you for tuning in to Big Game Sports Buzz. Before I leave, I got to hit you with my 100 report. The 100 report, I'm keeping it all the way 100 and as real as I can. There's been a lot going on over these last several months. Pandemic, uh, racial injustice, police killing, shooting, injuring, unarmed black men. And the one thing that I always said that I loved about sports, y'all, I think sports helps to bridge the gap between unknowns. I think sports helps bring people together. And while so many people continue to talk about what athletes should or shouldn't do or make it more of a political agenda, I think sports is very necessary for the healing process. Now, sports is only one step. Sports will help open up doors where people who may not ever talk can talk, help people that may not ever sit down together and break bread, maybe break bread. That's what sports does. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the NBA taking knees and wearing Black Lives Matter shirts, Major League Baseball, soccer, um, college football this past weekend. A lot of people taking a, a lot of different stances about racial inequality and much needed stances. And a lot of people are sitting back saying they can't wait to see what the NFL does. I think there's so many different ways that NFL players can be a voice to the cause of what's going on in this country. I don't think that one plan knee from a team coming out solves the problem. But players being able to make that decision without penalty says a lot. Guys have to be able to protest and have a voice. As long as that voice is trying to stand for the cause and not bring attention to oneself. You know, I don't think that reporter should have to go in and ask a guy what he plans on doing for his protest to be significant. People can do different things in different ways. You know, some people may not take knees. 
They may donate money to causes. They may help people register to vote. They may help open up polling places in inner cities and in their community. The one thing that I really feel, though, that we've got to stop this divide that's in this country. And if sports is the one way to do that, I pray that that's what this football season and the continuation of basketball season does for people in this country. You know, to say that Breonna Taylor's life didn't matter and the police went wrong is totally wrong and a lie. She was murdered in her home. You know, that goes on every day. The fact that I have to stop to have conversations with my kids about how they should act when they leave the house. Not because they don't know how to act, but simply because their skin color is darker than that of their peers and friends. There's things going on in this country, in America right now, that shouldn't be going on. You know, I'm not one to talk a lot of politics. I'm not trying to bring politics in this. But if you are a person with the conscience, you know right from wrong. So whether you agree with your favorite athlete, if they come out this weekend once the NFL starts and takes a knee, realize the reason that they are doing so. It's not meant to be a dis, you know, disrespectful action to the American flag. It's to help bring awareness to the social injustice that's going on in our country today. I lay awake at night sometimes having a hard time sleeping because of the tension and even the hate I see going on amongst people nowadays. Where I know the dream that Martin Luther King had did not have these actions in it at all. You know, the stories that my grandfather told me growing up living in a racist Georgia seems all too evident and relevant today when I see a lot of things going on on TV. And as I continue to sit up here, I'll just pray for change. And I always hope that sports that I love can help that change. Let's continue to get better towards one another and enjoy this world we live in together. And we must continue to take a stand as we get on with life. That's your 100 report. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Big Game Sports Buzz. It's your boy, Big Game James. This episode went a little long, but there's a lot going on out there, guys. I hope that you're able to enjoy some sports this week. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Big Game Sports Buzz and on Facebook at Big Game Sports Buzz. Continue to send in those questions on those topics. I continue to answer. I appreciate everything you do. One love. It's big game, game, big game, game.